This program is part of the Devil's Mark Podcast Network, the official podcast network of Shadow Path Diabolism. Nero and the Pig with RJ Womack and the Pig. Hey everybody, this is Nero. And this is the pig. And this is Nero and the pig. And we're going to be talking about Cursed and Bram Stoker's Dracula today as our two things we're going to talk about. So how are you doing, pig? I'm doing okay. Not bad. How are you doing, Nero? I'm doing okay. I'm just a little bit tired, but, you know, we have to get our podcast network going, so. Yeah. Got to get on with it. Yeah. Here we go. So, so yeah, um. I guess the first thing I want to say about Hearst is, can did you happen to get the details of the actors' names? Because I forgot to look them all up before we started the no, show. No, we're we're I, we're still learning how to be host here, people. We're incompetent. Yeah, on our because yeah. entertainment host pig. I mean, let me educate pig. I have to teach the pig. You know, pet him on the head. And go, it's okay, pig. We'll teach you. Entertainment <laughs> hosts typically, you know, know the names of the actors before they start a podcast about. About that, I I did I did note down one of the actors. That's all. That's I remember. And, uh, I, I thought about that after we started recording. We're not doing this very well because I didn't do my <laughs> research on the actor's name. <laughs> it's okay. more spon- it's more spontaneous this way. It's okay. okay. It's but right. anyway, yeah. the 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 show in general is a adaptation of a graphic novel, which normal people call comic books. Those people, yeah, duty and trying to make themselves sound adult. <laughs> call it comic book because that's what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, no, but it but it was originally adapted from a comic book and it, it's turned into a novel. I I don't know where the guy found the time to turn it into a novel, but it's it's a novel too after the show. And and uh, the actress that plays what's her name? Um. Oh, it's not going Nimway. Well. Nimway. Nimway. Yeah, she's the one that does the voiceover. Nimway. Right. Uh, just in case you're wondering, it's not that I'm going senile or having a Joe Biden moment. It's that I, <laughs> that I, it, it's been about two months since I watched, uh, Cursed. It's been about two months, so that's why I don't remember the names of all the characters. Probably not, <laughs> probably not a good time to do the show. I watched the last episode, uh, or the last two episodes, just to refresh for the show uh, a couple of days ago. But anyway, so I'm not just having a Joe Biden moment. Anyway, <laughs> not the subject. Um, so, so yeah. But anyway, the the show itself is basically a telling of the story of the Lady of the Lake from her perspective, and basically, yeah. basically she's a fae girl that becomes, I guess, immortal, and because she's part of, you know, fae age differently in this show or something. I don't know. And yeah, apparently. Merlin's a fae and he's over 800 years old and I don't know. Anyway, you have any comments about that part? Um, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I mean, I thought it was a very enjoyable uh, program, you know, uh, and it is basically, it's, it's fantasy. It's, it's fantasy, which is, it, it, it's, it's very, very loosely based off Arthurian legend. You know, I mean, it's like they've basically just, just taken the characters and, 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 done whatever they want with them basically so it is really really 
um, yeah, very it loosely. Is really loose. Yeah, it is. Loose. It's really loose. So it's. So I, but there's lots of interesting things with it. You know, I mean, like the way that they turn Merlin into a kind of trickster figure. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting, you know, because um, he's a very dodgy figure in this, uh, but a very interesting one. Um, and like you said, he's played by the gay, guy who, who who plays Floki in Vikings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's very much, you know, not taking anything away from the actor himself, whatever his name is that we don't have because we didn't do a proper prep <laughs> for the show, whatever. I forget his name, but it's not taking any away from him. It's it's. You could tell it's almost like they said, you know, could you bring Floki to Merlin? Yeah. Because yeah. he even looks the same, you know, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got the, I mean, he's got the same beard. He's got the same kind of hairstyle a little bit, minus the yeah. tattoos. But but it, it still is an interesting character. I think it's an interesting story. And I did eventually kind of forget that it's Floki. After yeah. About, towards the yeah. end of the episodes. Yeah. But yeah. but. Uh, I think he's a brilliant actor. I just think that's what they paid him for. They wanted Floki to to kind of give him that little extra star power. Yeah, that's they just they him. just want. Don't wanted... you think that too? I mean, didn't it seem like to you he's just a Floki? Yeah, he's, he's a very a he, he was a Floki ish a Floki ish Merlin, definitely. You know. Yeah. Um, I and, mean, I, you know, and I and I know the actor has got more broad skills and acting ability than that because I've seen him in other things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know he could have made it a completely different character. So that was a bit disappointing, but I'm but I'm glad to see that he was in it because that's kind of cool. And there are a lot of character actors in this that even if you don't know their name, you'll recognize them. A lot of people that are in fantasy and sci-fi. I mean, even because the crazy the crazy girl, the one that's the fanatical religious one. What's her name? Ah, uh, Iris, Iris, and Iris. and that. Yeah, and that and girl's that, face is so familiar. I don't know where she's from, but I know I've seen her all over the place. Yeah, Her and she's. A, I think she's a very she's very good at what she does, and I think she makes that character really fascinating. Actually, because oh, yeah. uh, she's a really twisted little character, you know, and yeah, and, and and she's you can see there's a lot of complexity in her and uh, some things that are quite chilling about her and she d she does a very good job portraying that and the, the actress's name is emily coates that's the one i do remember yeah um yeah uh, she she i mean but like i said you're right she brings something to that character and she you know what it really does you could tell they were trying to write her in such a way that she's supposed to represent like the christian fanatics like the, yeah yeah the, the evangelist the the you know those types of christians yeah and yeah. and you could tell she yeah. does it really well. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, absolutely. And I mean, another thing, the Christian fanatics, the Red Monks, um, you know, uh, th I thought the Red Monks were very, very interesting as characters. And, and they really did portray them as like murderous fanatics or what have you. Um, but they cut a very interesting figure and a very interesting representation of Christians, if you know what I mean, you know. Um, uh, so that was really interesting, you know. Uh, and the weird, the weirdest part is, yeah, it might be a little bit, ex a little bit exaggerated, or at least a little bit dramatic. But it's not; it, it's it's almost pale in comparison to what the Christians actually did. Yeah, that's the weirdest part. I mean, yeah. it, you think it's a little bit exaggerated and dramatized, but but compared to what the actual Christians did and the actual uh, Spanish Inquisition did, it's kind of mild. Yeah. Yeah, it's just made very dramatic. It's just dramatized. That's the thing. It's made very, it's made very theatrical, but yeah. actually, yeah, they did do really terrible things, you know, and wreak terrible destruction. So, yeah, I was kind of, kind of glad to see that in a way, you know. 
as yeah. glad to see that they presented it in that way, you know. Um, one of the things I really liked about it, though, was that they had good, really good characters and really good character interaction, you know, and there was there was there was quite a bit of good humor, a, a, a very natural humor in it as well. Uh, like I really liked um, Nimue's sister, Pim, and I thought the the, the interaction between uh, Pim and and Nimue was really um, believable, you know, as a kind of sibling relationship, you know, with that sort of like the affection, the closeness between them, but also the, the, the banter and the, and the m- making fun of each other and stuff. Uh, I, I really liked those relationships and there was a, a lot of believable interaction in this series, I thought. Yeah, I, I thought so. Cause one of, that's one of the things I want to point out about Netflix is they do an awesome job of, of comic book adaptations. They do a really awesome job of that, that, of doing that, of adapting comic book material. Because I'm yeah, not yeah. a big comic book fan, and I don't like movies based on comic books. I don't mm-hmm. like comic books, and I love their comic book adaptations. Um, yeah. I, I watched Luke Cage. I watched Daredevil. I mean, I watched, you know, almost every comic book adaptation they did. I watched it and I loved it. Um, yeah. I watched Jessica Jones, all those different things. And I, I just, something about the way they handled their comic book properties. I just love the way they do it. Yeah. And uh, uh, the only, the only superhero movie that I liked, I, I did like Black Panther, which I should mention that the actor that played Black Panther died this week. Uh, oh. from cancer from colon cancer i forget his name but but yeah, yeah he died this week and uh nobody knew he had colon cancer because he did his job and didn't say anything wow wow yeah and pretty crazy but yeah, yeah I, I was looking forward to black panther 2 the, the sequel and uh it's unfortunate that i don't know if that'll happen and if it does happen it's not going to have him and it, it just won't be the same because he had a he had a certain character to him a certain you know, he just carried himself with that dignity, that power uh, yeah. that you could see in a character like that. So it's going to be very disappointing. But uh, the reason I don't remember the actor's name is because, like I said, I'm not much of a comic book fan. But anyway, uh, or movies that adapted from comic books. So it's kind of understandable. But one of the other things I wanted to let everybody know is that uh, that uh, Curse has not been renewed for a second season yet. They expect that it's going to be. Because um, it had really good ratings, but they haven't confirmed it yet. Netflix has made no announcements yet. And they think it's due in part to the COVID-19 situation, waiting until until all the lockdowns are over or whatever. I don't know what's going on with that. But everybody, all the reviewers expect it to be renewed for a second season, even though they haven't announced it. And by the way, while I'm on that, Witcher has been renewed for a second season. It's just they're not going to start filming till later this year because of the COVID-19 apparently. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, You know, one, one of the actors I do, do, do recognize from this was, uh, an Icelandic actor called Olafur Olofsson, um, who played one of the shadow Lords, you know, that leper King that that went down. I, I, I love that actor. He's great. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I, I would have liked to know more about what the Shadow Lords actually were, you know, because they yeah, were Yeah, they didn't really it, tell you much about them, did they? 
No, they were really interesting. But I mean, that whole that whole section with Merlin going down to see, um, uh, you know, like the leper king and all of his people. That was really interesting because it it almost it seems to suggest that he was going almost like down into the land of the dead or something. There was a yeah, lot of or the, like a, like it, like, you, like it was the underworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, uh, even just the thing that uh, you know. Um, the leper king, he looked sort of like so extraordinary. He was like half diseased and half handsome. And he was he had all these jewels and he had one eye was a jewel. And that was just all those all those associations were very plutonic. You know, it was very much like Pluto or something as well. You know, yeah, no, I noticed that right away. As soon as it started, it was almost like a devil sort of figure. Yeah, I, 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 I really was interested in that, and I, I, I was interested in this idea of who the Shadow Lords were, and, and more. I wanted to see more of him and more of his, his, his people and everything, and what, what was the story behind that? That really interested me, you know. Um, yeah, and there was, it, there was, it had nothing. It had nothing to do with him being a bear and a beard and a. No, of course not. No, no, nothing know. like that. No, uh, no. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, Pig is a bear himself and he loves bears and he uh anytime he gets to see a man with a beard he'll rate the show highly no matter what the content is <laughs> well uh, you know you just have to really you know yeah and oliver like, olifson is particularly good so yeah yeah it, it's kind of funny because because <laughs> i'll be like have you watched this show yet so we can review it no have you watched this show so we can review it no and i noticed there's one thing that all the shows have in common that they don't have any hairy men in them. They all have pretty girls in them. And if, let me let me tell you something about about uh, about Pig. If it if it's a show that has beautiful women in it, he's not interested. He'll put that he like on the, on his queue of reviewable material for the show. He'll put that at the bottom, and you won't get review. And if the men are cleanly shaved and like handsome, he doesn't like that. So he puts that at the bottom of his pile. Anything that's got hairy men in it comes to the top of the pile. So I'm like, have you reviewed the latest uh, season of Lizard? No. Why not? <laughs> too many girls and too many clean-shaven men in it. I don't know. It's not interesting. Yeah. But I do like I I I like the strong female characters. Like I love Maze from uh, from from Lucifer, you know. So yeah, I like I, I like I like the really strong female characters. But I don't really notice if they're if they're beautiful or not particularly. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you wouldn't notice that anybody's They're not if they. Be, but if the woman had a beard and you know long hair and hairy arms, okay. you'd probably notice. That'd be, that'd be okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd probably start liking her again. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so before we get on to Dracula, I want to I want to talk about the one scene that we just totally hated. Oh, yeah. This oh. might be a bit this might be a bit of a spoiler though. Do you want to uh, because I mean, yeah, but you know, we've already done we've already spoiled everything because we didn't put our spoiler alert up before we started the show. This is another thing professional oh. reviewers know. You say oh. spoiler alert if you have not seen the series, do not listen any further. That's yeah. what you say before you start talking about this stuff. Well, I tell you what, there is a way to just describe it without actually giving away the story. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I think that's just to say that there was this one scene at the end where um, uh, the Morgana character somehow manages to pull something off. Yeah. And save the day um, at this at this very crucial Critical scene. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Only it's just some, the, the actual the actual thing that she has to do to pull this off is completely glossed over. And she just says, oh, yeah, I did so and so once it's done. And it's like, huh? 
<laughs> you yeah. know, it was, it was just like, it was almost as if, well, there's a plot hole there. So we'll, what we'll do is we'll just get her to explain it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, right. And it's just, it's just lazy, lazy writing. I mean, it, not, it is that I'm, not that I'm any expert in, you know, fiction writing or anything, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah. it's bad writing. No, I, I know. And it was that was that was a shame because it's like it was it was it, it stood out like a sore thumb because most of it is very well done. And that was just like, did you just forget? <laughs> did you forget a seed or something and then realize afterwards it was? Yeah, I mean, it, it was almost as if as if they just sort of like forgotten a scene and then and then realized afterwards and they just got, basically got got the actress to sort of like just tell you what had happened, you know. Uh, yeah, it, no, it, it was terrible. It was yeah. terrible. I mean, it's just a shame because it stuck. It stuck out so much, whereas most of it was really good, and uh, and that was just really. If it wasn't a mistake, it was just really, really lazy. I can't believe. I, I can't understand why they did that because all they need to do was just film a, a very short scene. Uh, they could. All they need to do was short. It was just film ten or twenty seconds of a scene to show you what had happened, basically. And 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 that would have done it, but they—I don't know—I I think they really misjudged that. Yeah, I, I do too. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was awful what they did. I think, it, <laughs> like I said, I—I I don't understand why people do that. I mean, I suppose if you're under a time crunch and you're trying to get something done on deadline and uh, and stuff, I mean, you might just plug a plot hole with something, you know? Yeah, yeah, but it's it just it—it it would have taken so little just to just to show something there and it would have explained it all you know it would it would have explained the bridge you know that would have made it credible what happened next you know yeah okay there's one thing i I did want to i did want to say which is uh you know we got about 10 minutes because we were going to make these 30 minute episodes so yeah but we got a little bit more we got about 12 minutes so um but uh, so we should get on to dracula Right. Talk about Dracula. Now, this is the classic Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. And for all you young diabolists out there who really, really don't understand what good movies are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, The the one thing I will say before before we start, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the film, you probably do not want to hear this. Yeah. Uh, um, So I think it's become a classic film. The only thing I will say is that. The effects, some of the effects, you could tell these were. This was the early '90s, and they look very dated now. But the film itself, or the if you consider the time period with which it was filmed, the makeup is pretty good. Uh, mm. All the all the you know stuff they did was pretty good, and and the acting. Well, we'll talk about that. But yeah, anyway, yeah. so yeah. you want to give your first impressions? I it, it's it's my favorite Dracula movie. Basically, I, I think it's wonderful. Um, I think the acting is great. Uh, Gary Oldman is just a, a, a fantastic Dracula. You can tell he really put his heart into into the role. Um, I think uh, Winona Ryder did a good job as well. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Winona Ryder did a good job. I, I mean, it was just a and and, and it's 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 a great interpretation of it. Um, on uh, uh, one point on the effects, Francis Ford Coppola actually actually deliberately used very, very retro effects. He used the most low, low-tech low effects he could get, yeah? So you, you see they do look extremely dated, but that was partly actually um, deliberate on his part. That was intentional. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you've got all, all those weird things, you know, uh, like, you know, the way that one scene would fade into another by by as if it was a lens closing down and opening up or what have you. No, I, I understood that part. I was talking about yeah. the light in the background, the blue lights at the castle, you know, the circular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, but I think that was that was deliberate, you know, and also like, for instance, just running the film backwards to get really unnatural movements and things like that. No, I yeah? thought that was cool. I thought that was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what? But I, I really loved some of the way he did some of the effects. Like, for instance, um, Dracula's shadow wouldn't match his movements at times, you know. So it gave yeah. you this sense of re, uh, something really, really unnatural. Um, yeah, and 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 I'll tell you something else too about that. I mean, there's a lot of little things that I don't think you noticed the first time you watched it, but I probably yeah. watched that film like 15, 20 times. Yeah, my yeah. lifetime. Yeah, and there's a lot of little things you pick up on on your subsequent watches yeah. viewings of the film yeah. that you didn't quite pick up on before. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I the, mean, subtle, it, the subtle movements and things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and the, and the whole, the way the, the whole cinematography and the whole way the everything is colored with the filters he uses. I mean, it just looks like a very, it looks almost hallucinogenic, you know, at times it looks like a, a, a a, a sort of nightmarish dream you know when they're when they're they're going through like the the countryside in transylvania or wherever it is and you've got the sun setting and and the sky just looks absolutely red or orange or what have you or you've got purples and all sorts of different things you know yeah i i mean i agree with you i yeah. i think i think for as old as it, as old as it is it stands up really well i think yeah you know? No, I, 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 I think it does. I mean, it, it, it's it, 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 a lot of the a lot about the film was very deliberate on the part of Francis Ford Coppola. You know, like, uh, and I think that's something that uh, you have to take that as just as as red sort of thing. He, so the colors are really saturated. The effects are very old fashioned, uh, and and he used he uses things which seem more like stagecraft at times than than. Um, than CGI, for instance, or things like that, which is something that I like. I like that 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 kind of thing, you know. I really do. Uh, yeah. But the the other thing that, but the other thing is that the whole approach to the thing was was very unique, and I think really really good because it's something that I'd noticed, like because the way that the Dracula movies have approach their subject has changed it changed throughout the 20th century you know like early 20th century it was very much a horror thing you know if you look at the early nosferatus or what have you there was nothing sexy about them they were just horror horror in uh, just just horror figures you know and then as you get as you go through like the 50s and 60s it gets a bit more campy and it gets a bit more uh it gets a little bit more magnetic and sexy as well you know as you right. go on through these films you get to the you get to the seventies and it becomes much more psychological. It becomes much more about repressed sexuality and 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 all sorts of things. And so, but it's still very much about about sexuality. But with this one, it's different. This one, it's really about love. This one, yeah, it's about love yeah, and, and, I, and and love. That's denied. what I love about it. I mean, I, what I what I love about this film is that it's about somebody loving somebody so much that they would. They would basically call on the powers of darkness themselves, yeah, to preserve their soul so they could be reunited with their soulmate. And I think that's a 
as a as a religious person, as someone who believes in the power of darkness and yeah. powers of darkness and stuff, it yeah. just really affected me. Which yeah. which will bring us to the way it ends, which is to me is just ruins the whole film. But anyway, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it, it is you you. I can see what he was he was trying to get at. The thing is, it, the way it ends, he brings it back to almost to a Christian kind of thing, doesn't he? In a way, because yeah, it's he like brings it, it, it that God forgives. Dracula and everything. Yeah. All. Yeah. He's full yeah. In harmony and, and it becomes a sort of redemption thing. It becomes redemption through sacrifice kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, but the, the, the wonderful thing about it is that it's all a, so much of the film is about, it's about love and, and betrayal and about immortality. And it, it's, it's about something very pure, which gets twisted by tragedy, you know? But then, yeah, you know, you know my one of my favorite scenes in that in that movie. I mean, there's tons of them, but you know, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when she's like, you know, when when Winona Ryder's doing the voiceover and she's like, "Lucy's a pure and virtuous girl," and yeah. you know, and then she says, "I wish I was so adored, so adored as such as she." Right, and yeah. then his shadow comes over and he's talking Romanian and he's like, telling her is calling her his love and you know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and that yeah. kind of thing. I just I, to me, that scene is just so powerful because here she is thinking she's just this common girl. Like, yeah. she'll never match up to her rich friend. And yeah. here's this creature almost that, that's lived all this time yeah. just to find her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the wonderful thing. It's like, I, I, I know, I know f- for me, you were always kind of, you were rooting for them to get together. And for them to just be together forever, if you know what I mean, you know. Yeah. So yeah. and 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 as she's being transformed at a certain point, and they're and they're on their way back to Transylvania. I mean, you you just you just are, you want them to be together, and you want her to become a vampire, and you want them to be like <laughs> live live wickedly vampire ever after, royalty. you know, live w- wickedly ever after, or what have you. But it's like you, and I, I like the fact that you know. Um, he becomes a noble figure in that way. You know, he becomes a noble figure that's hunted, you know, and she sticks by him. And it's only right. at the end that this thing happens. And, well, you know, it's like you can take it whichever way you, you want to, the way it goes. Um, it's it's kind of disappointing in a way, but that's just the way the film goes, you know. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. Is that the way the original book went? Because I've I have I don't think I've ever read to the end of the original book. I I haven't I haven't actually I haven't. I mean, that's, that's something we should really do. We should we should go through and read the um, original uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. And the original and the original Dracula and review it on this podcast. Yeah, actually, that I would think, be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be. Um, so yeah. I think we'll make that as one of our plans for a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so do you have any final thoughts about the film or, or uh, anything you want to leave off with? It's just how much I loved uh, Gary Oldman's portrayal. I, I mean, all of his faces of Dracula in that film, whether it was like the very old Dracula in the castle, who was extraordinary, just the way the things that Gary Oldman did, you know, like the way he he licked the blood off a razor at one point and 
it was extraordinary. It was uh, it was almost obscene. You know, he almost yeah, like shud- yeah, I know, he, I know, it he, was. Yeah, it's like he shuddered. He, you could see him shudder as he licked this blood off the razor blade, and he did it furtively, and then gave the razor back to the back to um uh the Keanu Reeves character. You know, yeah, and I um, and, and I oh. love the subtle. I love the subtle thing about you know when he's when he's uh, shuffling the letters, his yeah. movements are almost animalistic. Yeah, you know? and yeah. just that subtle. That subtle movement, the way he moved his hands, like with that bestial kind of movement. Yeah, I thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it was just amazing. So he was that. And then you remember when he was almost like the werewolf-like character? Yeah. Uh, when he was like, you know, like ravishing Lucy or what have you. He, I, I thought he was extraordinary just as that. And all he did was like look up. And it's just you saw him look at at her and he just says don't see me or so or no see me or what have you and you just see this you just see this desperation in his eyes like don't see me like this you know yeah Uh, and uh every and and then and then when he was the young the young dracula when he was in in london and he was the young dracula and he Mm -hmm. met and he and he he met the uh, uh his love and he was taking her to the place where the uh, the film show was and everything. Yeah, the cinematograph. Yeah. I mean, he was just every, – every face of Dracula he portrayed, he just portrayed so exquisitely. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think he did a brilliant job. And I and like I said, considering how old that film is, it's pretty amazing that um, that it's held up the way it does. And it, I think it I, – I think as I watch it, I love it more because I notice little subtle things. Yeah. Yeah. And if but if you if you haven't seen it, guys, and you like Dracula, I really think you should give it a a watch. And in fact, if you're younger and you haven't seen that many Dracula films compared to the films that are out there nowadays with all the CG and all that stuff, I really think it's an awesome film. And it gets back to the heart of of the story of Dracula, the way it was originally intended, I think. Oh, and we didn't mention, you know who we didn't mention? We didn't mention. um, What's his name? Uh, Dr. Van Helsing. Um, oh, Andrew, yeah. And, yeah. What, my mind's going like, what's his name? <laughs> I don't know. He's I the forgot he's, his name, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. That's it. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my God. He plays such a great character. Yeah, he keeps a, he can, he can plays he plays him as a complete nutcase, doesn't he? He's like yeah. he's just this crazy, this crazy eccentric character who is just uh, determined to destroy um, Dracula, you know. Um, and that's another yeah. thing that came out, you, you know, like from the nineteen seventies onwards, Val Hel- Van Helsing appears almost as a fanatic in a lot of the a lot of the um, of the portrayals. Yeah. Which is kind yeah. of nice. So he 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 almost is the Christian fanatic, if you see what I mean. And he and you always end up at a certain point where you're rooting for Dracula, and you're thinking, God, just run from that guy. He's mad, you know, <laughs> like yeah. the Val Hensing, you know. Yeah. So so the one the okay. So that about wraps it up for this episode. But uh, we I guess we will both say that we highly recommend both Cursed and Dracula, the nineteen ninety two version by Francis Ford Coppola. So if you haven't seen them, give them a watch and let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about the shows. Um, we will be we will be putting up a, a page or something for Nero and the Pig, maybe a Facebook page or something. I haven't decided yet. You see, uh, the uh, podcast network is in its early stages and I haven't quite figured out what we're going to do or what social media we're going to do or whatever. 
And since I'm kind of the guy responsible for coming up with the plan, I haven't come up with a plan yet. So bear with me by the time this podcast gets out there, hopefully we'll have something. But yeah, when we do, when we do have a social media um, uh, imprint, we'll let you know and uh, let us know what you think. And if, until then, I guess you could always um, tell us what you think at hashtag shadow path diabolism on Twitter. Yep. Do that. That's hash, hashtag shadow path diabolism. Okay. All right. That's it for me. You have anything else you want to say? No, that's it. That's it. All done. So I take <laughs> it, you, you give it two hoofs up. Two hoofs up. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, we'll see you later. <laughs> All Bye, right. guys. Bye.